Welcome to the Aging Gracefully podcast. I'm Mary Thompson. And I'm Janae Anderson. Join us as we explore the myths, beliefs, and realities of aging to empower each of us to thrive on all levels, every moment of our lives. Janae, I had something happen this week that I want to start off our conversation with, and it's kind of about shame. Just shame. Shame shame of feeling older or maybe of the changes oh. I'm going through. So often we're so upbeat and positive, aging gracefully, everything's great, we're all fine and happy and blah, 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 blah. And I was in a Zoom call, as many of us are these days, and I have to give a little background. Sometimes when I haven't gotten enough sleep or I'm under a lot of stress, I get a little eye twitch in the very bottom corner of my right eye where it just kind of twitches for a few seconds. And I believe no one can notice it because it's so slight. It's so very slight. So I was in the Zoom call and I was talking to somebody and there's I can see pictures of both of us there and my eye begins to do its thing and I recognize, oh, I can hardly notice that. But then my eyelid did something weird, which is it just kind of relaxed and it it's dropped down a little bit. And it didn't stay that way, but I found myself wanting to immediately shut off my camera. That's it. We're done. No more Zoom calls. No one's ever going to see my face again because I have this droopy eyelid thing. And Which is something you can get as you age. Yes. Yeah. That simply by aging, my body's turning against me in some way. And I want to hide it from myself and from others. And that's where I go with this topic of shame, looking at how I'm feeling about how I look, how I'm feeling about how my body's acting and behaving as it gets older, how I'm feeling about my the way I work through life and my community and my society and all of this. And it's really been up for me so much concern over this, which is not common for me. Mm-hmm. But I wondered, do you get any of that? Do you ever experience that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I've been having um, sciatica trouble mm-hmm. and it makes me walk badly or, you know, differently, especially in the mornings. And in the morning, we take the dog for a walk usually, and I'm shuffling along like an old person. And I feel exactly like an old person would feel. Right. <laughs> and um, and I and I found myself walking down our long driveway this morning in that, you know, funny gate, thinking, well, I'm really glad that no one can see me at this point. And right. I'm hoping that by the time I get onto the more public road, I'm able to walk a little bit better. It's, there's a shame there. There's a shame. It's the public perception of how well we're wor- working through our aging process. Yes, absolutely. I had an episode with sciatica a few years ago, and I was looking at doing research on it. And they went, sciatica, formerly called lumbago. And I just kind of threw the book across the room. Lumbago? That's what old people used to get. (laughs) There was always in sitcoms and things when somebody couldn't walk and they had, oh, my lumbago is acting up. And I just, I was stunned that that we at our youthful age and youthful (laughs) bodies uh, could experience something like that. And like you said, it's such an obvious sign of aging. It is. I was talking to a friend yesterday who was telling me she could no longer play her violin because her fingers just didn't work as well. And I said, you know, that's called arthritis. And she said, I do not have arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there, that's it, having that label on it. Yeah. 
because we associate it with old people and that's, you know, I might as well just have taken one. My eyelid was drooping. I took my left leg, put one foot in the grave and the other one is still on the outside. It's like, that's it. Life as I know it is over. Um, I'm not going to look as good, you know. So I'm going to put on my Byron Katie hat right now. Oh, okay. And I'm going to ask you, so you have the thought, I'm feeling old. What's the image that goes along with that? I don't, oh, that's a tough question because it's not so much an image as it is. I have a public persona of working in a health field and of being an educator. And you get that belief system by the people who look up to you that you've got this managed. I don't know. I, I just always tell them, you know, so far everybody has died. You know, so far every person that there's not somebody that we look to and say, what about Joe who's lived to be 175 or has been here since the Civil War, you know, and has got these this incredible health and his brain is sharp and all these things, that there's a certain part of just aging. So I think for me what comes up as soon as my eyelid droops or as soon as I get a cold sore, as soon as I get anything that shows me as slightly less than perfect health, I think I'm gonna lose my audience. I'm gonna I'm not going to to be admired as much. I'm going to be seen as human and not godlike. <laughs> so it's not measuring up to an image. Right. Got it. Right. So it's not an so I guess the image is of nobody wanting to talk to me. Not and not that they don't want to talk to me because they don't like me, but because I don't have the answers. And now here it goes all the way back to childhood, right? If I didn't I've had this belief system that I had to be perfect. I had to do well in school, I had to do well at home, I had to meet my parents' needs. So if I don't have the answers, I lose all my support. I lose um, love and approval, which is mm -hmm. you're very survival when you're a child. Right. And probably that is still in there even mm -hmm. now. Right. And then if I don't have all the answers, and this is again where the shame comes in, I lose my identity. Because my identity is in being the one who knows what's going on and being the one who has the answers for your problems. I remember one time in class when I didn't know an answer to a question a student asked and I was trying to come up with an answer and one of the students said, it's okay to say, I don't know. And it was like, not for me. <laughs> wow. You know, and it's um, tricky. It's tricky to have that level of ego engagement in um, the workings of our mind or the workings of our body that when it shifts, as it will, as it must, you Dang. know, yep. that we want to find a way to be okay with that and still love ourselves and not feel shame that we need to hide. Yeah, you know, I, I run into the same thing um, in terms of teaching yoga mm -hmm. um, because you know, yoga teachers are supposed to be fit and flexible and everyone's seen the video of that 90-year-old yoga teacher who can still do everything. And I've had a couple of yoga teachers in their 80s who could still do everything, but this body is not turning out to be that one. Mm -hmm. um, this body is getting less fit and less flexible and... Um, I still do yoga because I love yoga and and I question you know I, I stopped because of my body was going through some major challenges but now that's over and I'm questioning can I teach yoga in this body that is aging or do I have to be the fit flexible person I was to teach it right and I don't know the answer to that mm -hmm. and then the question comes up the 
is the only thing stopping you from doing that your own sense of of shame or your own yeah, sense your of self-identity? your own self -identity. image of who you should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, really, what would the others think if I said, well, my arm doesn't go that high anymore, you know? <laughs> They'd probably be fine with it. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, I guess for me, that's the, that's the thing, that people would be fine with it. And we project judgment, we project shame. So then the question comes up, why? Where did that come from? Well, you, I mean, we can look at society for a real quick answer, can't we? Mm -hmm. I mean, the images society's always given us of, of being youthful and vital and mm -hmm. sharpen the mind and all the things that, that shift when you get older. Right. And we've had shows where we've talked about coloring the hair mm -hmm. or, you know, plastic. I don't think we've had shows on plastic surgery, but a lot of people are doing surgical things. There was a picture in on the Internet of one of our elected officials who is a woman who is over 80. And my husband's going, look at this picture. What's how could someone over 80 look like this? And so we were covering up different parts of her face and going, you know, well, look, the eyes have been done. The forehead's been done. That's been done. And then, oh, look, the, look at the, the wrinkles we got here down by the face. But it was just that the having to change the features so we can appear younger, so we can hold a job that we want to hold later in life. Yeah. Um, I personally don't know why anybody would want to be a politician in their 80s. I'd love to, you know, take my money, go home, sit by the pool. Yeah, <laughs> see the just, grandkids or right. the great grandkids, whatever it is. Right. But I do think, I. but then I look at myself and I think, but I still want to do the things I want to do. Yeah. I don't want to be limited in my range of things that I can do. And I certainly don't want anybody looking at my picture on the internet going, you know, covering up parts of her face and trying to figure out how old I am based on these features. How do you feel when you have a memory lapse in front of your students? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And it usually happens with individual words, which isn't which isn't so bad. It's I don't get into forgetting that I've just said something and saying the same thing again. But, as far but, as you know. As far as I know. <laughs> they've been very polite. <laughs> they haven't told me about that. But I will catch myself at saying something to the effect of, there is a word for this and it begins with an L and I'm going to remember it in about two minutes. And then I just kind of, I laugh it off. I, I really just don't try to focus too much attention on it. But later, you know, it, it bugs me. It really bugs me. Right. So it's cringeworthy for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I would have had that. And then rather than simply gloss over it and maybe nobody would have noticed, I had to bring attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> they all know that there's a word that I don't know right now. <laughs> But you do laugh it off, and so they would probably join you in laughing it off. Yes. But see, what I would love, and, and this goes for me, as well as you, as well as everybody who's experiencing this kind of shame, is if we could just go, oh yeah, this is what happens. This is in the natural order of the universe. Mm -hmm. um, let's, let's just roll with it, mm -hmm. you know, instead of having to cringe and be ashamed. Or and, hide it. Or hide it. So I think of sciatica because I was amazed when I got it. I thought, oh, my God, that was it. My hips had gone. Everything was, was horrible. Um, and then learning stretches, you know, so it, it guides us to say, oh, there's something I didn't know I needed for my body that now I need for my body. True. But then there's the mind. Yes. It says, why should I need that? <laughs> well, we do the best we can. 
but the, the and the natural order of the mind is that you know there will be some slowing down there will be some word slippage oh, and that part of the mind <laughs> yeah that, part, that of the part, mind. part of the mind yeah the mind is a scary one for me because of my my family history you and i both have right. family history of What's that word? <laughs> it begins with a D. <laughs> I can't think of it. Dementia. <laughs> so I can look at uh, behaviors. I know I've we probably all have gone and looked up what are the things you can do to stave off dementia. And so it's it, avoid alcohol, engage with other people. Um, physical exercise. Physical exercise. Stretch your mind. Learn new things. Learn new things. So I think we can cultivate. See, I forgot all that. <laughs> It's okay, honey, I got your back. <laughs> I'm so happy. But we can cultivate those things. Maybe when we, maybe we could look at this shame as a trigger, that the shame comes up and rather than feel bad about myself or cringe, I can think, oh, there's something more I could learn here. Like maybe I could find out why did my eye do that thing? And maybe it's something, maybe I could get better sleep. Maybe there are some herbs or other kinds of supplements that might support my nervous system better that I need to be doing. Right now, I'm under a lot of stress with my work. I may have mentioned here on the podcast before that I'm retiring from teaching. And it seems like as soon as you announce that, the universe likes to send you a lot of things to say, huh, really? Really? You think you're going to do that? And so I've watched my schedule just fill up. I was told by someone recently, because it's, it's March 25th today. And someone contacted me and said, do you have anything in your schedule before April 29th? I, I wasn't able to get in before April 29th. And it was just, my schedule doesn't usually book like that. And I said, oh, there must be something. And I looked and I went, no, no, <laughs> there's not. And I see it as just all these people. Once I said, I'm going to retire, a bunch of people decided they would, you know, pay it forward, that they yeah. wanted to make sure they had some time now. Yes. So it's really, I'm really stressed right now. I got a lot of things going on and I don't know that I up-leveled my self-care to match my up level in my workload. Interesting point. Mm -hmm. So it's like I have to consider that. And maybe my shame about seeing my eye droop could be turned into, oh, how could I take better care of myself? What is it I need that I'm not getting? Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's some more self-care wanting to happen. Mm -hmm. So because initially when we were having this conversation, I was more just going to cry into the computer for half an hour <laughs> My body's getting all my nervous system is breaking down. My mind is shot. But if I change my perspective on it, it's not so bad. I can think of those things not really as as shameful as more um, little alarms that go off and say, oh, you could take better care of yourself. Yeah. I mean, so we decided since um, we went down to the red tier here, mm -hmm. uh, we decided as a family that we would go to the gym. And mm -hmm. so we went to the gym and we were sitting in the hot tub, six feet apart from others with masks on and everything. But there was an older man, much older than us, Mary. Okay. Climbing up. Still alive. <laughs> still alive. <laughs> climbing up the steps to get out of the jacuzzi. And it was very, very difficult for him. And I found myself wanting to say, just one more step, you can do it. But, you know, that's not culturally appropriate. So I just mm -hmm. kind of pretended not to watch him. And I could feel his embarrassment and his shame at being so old and so slow. But I was applauding him. And I think that if we could get that inner state of applauding ourselves, 
Like mm -hmm. my sciatic is really hurting, and look at I'm walking. Maybe yeah. I'm not walking perfectly, but I'm moving. I'm yeah. upright. I'm mm -hmm. mobile. You know that the inner applause rather than the inner shame. Right. That reminds me of a story of a woman. This was with a child that he was a kindergartner, and she was walking by his room, and he was playing some game, and she heard him say, "Oh, you did it! Good job, me!" And I think how great it is to to internalize that level of um, support, that level of encouragement. Yes. I mean, we are our own best friend or our own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And I think as we get older, that can really come into play. Mm -hmm. So let's be our own best friends. Let's look in the mirror and say, 60-year-old wrinkles, congratulations! <laughs> You've only just begun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A friend of mine who's in her early 60s and um, she's fully gray and all, she put a close-up picture of herself on Facebook the other day and wrote, Look at this getting older person. That's all she said. And and got a lot of feedback, positive feedback, of course, mm -hmm. because she's loved. But I thought, that's so brave. Mm -hmm. It is. So it is could we our... do that? Look at I... this getting older person. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I, you said that I thought, I'll do that on my birthday. Yeah. And, that's, and I wouldn't mind doing that. I'm never wearing makeup, so it's, it's never a problem that way. But I think being able to be seen in... Um, in a close-up, without touch-up, with any kind of, uh, just is this who I am? Yes. And she has a husband who's like 15 years younger, and she still allows herself to look old. Yeah. I'm really impressed. Well, that is impressive. Yeah. And I think to free ourselves, we have to look that shame in the face and wonder, ask the question, whose shame is this? You know, who said, maybe, maybe it was a younger me. I know that I had issues thinking, oh, if I... Didn't you do this with your friends where you sat around and said, if I ever look like this, if I ever have this behavior, just shoot me, just shoot me. I, my life is over, you know? And that was at the time when I didn't think I would make it to the year 2000 because I'd be God 41. And that's so <laughs> old. Um, so it was just this vision of people as they aged, what they would look like, what they would act like, what their belief systems would be. And I remember reading something recently where it said, Every time you see an old person realize that they don't feel old, they they still feel younger. Maybe their body hurts in certain places and things. But when you're talking to them, they're not thinking, oh, I am an elder now. I must have wisdom or I'm an elder now, so I can only speak about certain topics. It's true. We're still vulnerable. We're still learning. I mean, there's mm -hmm. so much that doesn't change at all. As we the still want to have by. fun. We do. We still laugh. We still have humor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so much that's that's our essence. And if we can remember that, because the shell, you know, the thing we're swimming around in for a while is, mm -hmm. is going to shift. Right. But um, who we are, I mean, mm -hmm. let, let's see that shining from our eyes. Right. And then notice if we start to, you know, start to be embarrassed by it, to wonder, you know, what old belief system are we tapping into? What's the what's the story we're telling ourselves about, you know, if I have this, if my eyelid droops, then I'm suddenly going to be horrible. <laughs> suddenly, if, if my eyelid droops, then suddenly I am less worthwhile. Yes. Yes. And you're disgraced as a teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and thereby as a woman, thereby yes. as a person, I think <laughs> thereby you have no right to be alive. <laughs> right, 
<laughs> I said, then you die alone in a ditch. Yeah. Um, so what if we could lighten up about that, that shaming voice too, mm-hmm. and just kind of listen to it and, and have distance from it, you know, as they say in meditation, be the witness. Mm-hmm. So watch that shaming voice and, and maybe even do a chuckle. Oh, there it goes again. Right. And take the shame not as a signal that you are bad, but as a signal that there is something maybe you could do for yourself. There's something more that you could be, some some way you could be supporting yourself better. Even if it's just separating from that shame, shaming voice. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I think for me as a younger person looking and having judgments and criticisms of older people, I might feel shame again if I go someplace and I see younger people having criticism about me. Mm-hmm. And so forgiving my younger self for being so ignorant and not realizing that older people are so valuable and so so important. Don't you look at 80-year-olds differently than you used to? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Well, now they're wisdom holders. and Yeah. And strong people. I mean, being old is not something a wimp can do. No. I remember my mom had a book for the longest time. It was like a coffee table book called Growing Old is Not for Sissies. Mm-hmm. And it showed people in their 60s, 70s, 80s doing things um, like surfing and hiking and and just still taking on the world. And then they did it again in another 20 years with as many of the the models who were still alive. And it was really inspiring that you could see them still getting out there and doing things. Maybe they weren't as shapely as they had been in their 60s now that they were in their 80s, but it was... It was inspiring to see what they could do and what they were doing and continuing to get out there and live. Right. So there are many things we can do. Maybe we're not as fast or whatever it is, but we can still do them. Right. And also acknowledging that our interests might shift and there might be some different version of the fun. I remember my mom was riding a boogie board into her 70s and beyond, you know, at the, at the ocean. I don't think she got a wetsuit until she was in her 70s. Uh, and she was in the Santa Cruz area where the water is cold, but it was just like she loved it. She would get out there and do that. And 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 I think maybe for her the modification was getting a wetsuit and getting, making sure there were always people around. And <laughs> that's great. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an, a wonderful age where we can find what we love and pursue it more deeply. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when we're not super busy, which yours is yes. coming. Your my time, my is, time coming is coming. Up. I got a couple months, and then it will, then it will just be putting the brakes on it, which will yeah. be, then it'll be a whole different thing. Then we'll have a, then we'll have a podcast on what to do with all this extra time I've got. A whole new challenge. <laughs> That's it. So it's been good. I feel better about my my shame right now. I th- so I'm gonna take. I feel better about the shame that I feel sometimes. It's not my shame. It's just a shame. I was just gonna say that. So yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's past conditioning shame. Well, great. Well, thank you, Janae. Well, thank, thank you. you, Mary. This is Janae Anderson and Mary Thompson signing off. <laughs>